Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. Michael here. Today, I've got a conversation with Martin from Rock and Roll English. We had a really fun conversation that focuses on the topic of embarrassing stories. So, to give you a bit of a preview in today's episode, we talk about some of our own embarrassing stories in life, some kind of cringy things we've done before. I also ask Martin about his embarrassing stories with language learning, which is really interesting. I think you'll find it a lot of fun. You know, we also touch on some other topics, get to know him a little bit as well, but I'm sure you will enjoy this episode. I also ask about British people, how you can embarrass a British person, and maybe what you should avoid doing if you come to the UK. So I think that'll be important information to remember. We speak about a little bit about the differences between cultures there. But anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Remember, if you do struggle with your listening, you can access the podcast transcripts by becoming a Level Up English member. Okay, so you can do this at levelupenglish.school. Click on the members button. You'll have access to live classes, to, to private podcast episodes, to online courses, and all of the transcripts. So that just means you can read everything we're saying while we're saying it. So hopefully that helps you, and if you have any more questions, just let me know. But now I'm going to give you our conversation with Martin, so hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome to the Level Up English podcast. I'm here today with Martin from Rock and Roll English, so welcome to the, to the show. Thanks for having me, great to be here. Thanks for coming, great to have you here. Um, maybe could you start uh, by explaining a little bit about where you're from, where you are now, what you do, all the kind of basic info for those who don't know. Yep, sure. So I'm originally from Essex, which is a place um, just outside London. I think, in fact, most people when they go to London, probably if they live in Europe, maybe travel with Ryanair and they go to Stansted, which is not actually in London. It's in um, Essex, which is where I'm from. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm from. But I currently live in Sicily, where I have lived for the last seven and a half years. Um, and I've been teaching English now for 11 years. Um, and a few years ago, I decided to start um, my own podcast because I'm a big podcast fan. And um, I was listening to um Italian podcasts at the time because I was learning or I'm still learning Italian and I always just found them so boring and I just thought oh, I really wish there was just a podcast where it was just fun like friends talking about normal things that you talk about in in the pub um, and then so I thought you know what I think I'm going to start that um, and that's what I did and at the beginning just a few students listened and then slowly slowly it's got um bigger and bigger so yeah th that's that's what i do now i also have a podcast and obviously still teach english that's great I, I love that motivation because i think it's the same 
Well, yeah. When, when I think about the the language podcast, I enjoy the most. It's very similar. It's just kind mm. of casual talking. It's it's not like teaching grammar and stuff mm. like that. So I I try to reflect that in my own podcast too. But I, I like that. Sure. Um, how many podcasts? I don't know if it could be in terms of hours or more or less. Would you listen to a day? How 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 much do you like podcasts? <laughs> it's certainly decreased since like. Um, constantly working at home now because i used to listen when i like traveled to work like um in the car or on the bus um so so now i would say probably about an hour a day probably and that's normally in the evening where i'm doing the washing up or something like that um it's i was going to say the best part of my day but i kind of feel bad for my wife and child if, <laughs> if i say that uh, <laughs> the best part of your day that's alone maybe yeah exactly <laughs> a, a, a good part of the day for me because um, i always say this about podcasts how i think it's it's a personal thing because you know you put in your headphones and it's kind of like you and those people and you feel like you have a connection especially if you follow a show for a long time which uh, for example one in particular that I listen to, which I've been listening to for more than 10 years, I feel like these people are like my close friends, even though I've never had any contact with them in my whole life. Um, because it's that personal moment of just you and the headphones and the voices. Um, so it's a moment I, I thoroughly enjoy of the day. Yeah, it's a weird feeling, isn't it? I, I totally know what you mean. And hopefully people get that feeling listening to this this podcast. Maybe they get the same feeling. And I, I don't know about you, but I find it kind of, especially in the pandemic where I've been at home a lot more, it has helped me feel a bit less lonely while yeah. I'm not seeing so many people as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you, you just feel like, although it's not actual interaction, you're not speaking to someone, but you just, I don't know, you'd feel like you're involved when it's a podcast. I certainly do anyway. Yeah, it's a nice thing. Yeah, I love podcasting. Mm. Nice. So I, I noticed, I had, a, I had a look at your website and mm -hmm. I noticed you focus a lot on embarrassing stories. Mm. Yeah, that's one thing that um, I enjoy a lot because I, I always just think it's such a, it's, it's such a, when someone tells you an embarrassing story, I always think it creates a bond almost immediately because you show someone maybe you're vulnerable, something embarrassing has happened to you. And that immediately makes you like that person, whilst the opposite is true as well. If I come on here and I say to you, I'm so rich, I've got a Ferrari and my wife is the most beautiful woman in the world, then you will think he's a complete idiot. Like, I hate that person. <laughs> um, but on the flip side, when you talk about the bad things, people, you, you, it creates a feeling with that person. Um, and so, yeah, it's something that, that I enjoy a lot and something I think that in language as well you 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 use stories is what language is I think it's like the the way we communicate so when for example I go to the pub with some friends sit down talk about your lives and again no one's interested in the wonderful things no one's interested in I got a promotion at work and now I'm earning loads of money um, that's not the type of thing you're going to say to anyone People are interested in the crazy, the stupid things that um, have happened, the things that are worth talking about. Um, so, so yeah, it's something that I, I definitely enjoy speaking about. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess it shows people that, uh, 
you know, everyone else is human. It shows the human mm, side exactly. rather than just being robotic and perfect all the time. It's nice yeah. to see the human side. It, exactly. Because, well, certainly, I don't know if it can be something as simple as someone coming around for dinner and you you didn't know what to do. There was an awkward moment. Everyone can relate to that. Like Everyone's been in that situation before of uh, having someone around. You didn't, maybe you didn't know if you had to give them a kiss to say goodbye, two kisses or something like that. Um, everyone can relate to that so I think it just creates that that bond um, with people when they when they open up and, and tell you these things and it makes it makes a conversation more interesting as well I always think yeah yeah it really does yeah and yeah. I, I actually I think I read that on your website somewhere you said something about the awkwardness not knowing how to how many kisses to give people when you greet mm. them I think this was this was before I knew you lived in Sicily so I was like, yeah isn't it zero like in in the U, I mean in the UK, do you think it would be weird to give a kiss to say hello to someone? Well, th this is um, something I, I've spoken about a lot actually. Where, well, okay, let's let's talk about before Corona times, yeah. because in in Italy that that's changed everything. But before that, it was standard of like two kisses. Like, whilst I always think in England it's kind of like a a grey area. Like no one, there's no specific rules. Whilst here. The, the rules are more clear um so in england for example if okay if i meet a man it's it's quite simple a handshake but if if there's a girl okay for the first time i meet them probably yeah handshake but after that if you see them a few times i've sometimes had people just going for a hug in england now which i find strange i've had the classic thing of someone going for a hug and i think they're coming for like a kiss and tried to like give them a kiss on the cheek and ended up like kissing their ear and <laughs> they're having that really awkward moment of like oh my god I've just kissed her ear um but yeah so in in the UK yeah that's uh it's it's a difficult one I think I, I don't really know w what to do now in the UK but for example when I go home I see my mum for example I, I give her a kiss like or like close family like my my sister-in-law like but then once you start going out of that a little bit then it it's it's a grey area. It's a, I think the government should really pull their finger out and uh, and make some clear rules. I think <laughs> set some laws about kissing and greeting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I've never greeted anyone with a kiss before. I mean, if if anyone did it to me, it would just be like, whoa, what, what's going on here? Be really, anyone? Weird. So not not even family. <clears throat> um, no, I mean, you know, my family we're not that kind of like touchy you know right okay you know, kind of family we're not we're not like that but yeah i mean specifically with friends i find it's a bit weird i mean sometimes i'll hug a friend if it's been a while yeah but i i see people like kissing on tv like celebrities mm. it's kind of like seen as like a I, I guess it's like upper class like kind of what's the word sophisticated thing to do right. isn't it to give a quick peck yeah and say hello <laughs> but um, um so I, I guess maybe before corona you you were doing this a bit more in sicily oh yeah always and in, in fact i have often mentioned how like it in, again in the past end of the night you kind of think i really want to go home but it's it's less difficult to stay out for another hour than give two kisses to everyone here because it, it was kind of, <laughs> like you kind of it was kind of like the rules that like you had to um, whilst now with Corona, like everything's just you can just sort of wave now. Um, but whilst before it was, I mean, even the specific word of like salutare in Italian, which was like I suppose to greet someone, 
and the opposite what would be the opposite of to greet someone to say goodbye i suppose um bid farewell fair yeah okay and so you always had to do that it was like a thing you had to do that like with everyone and it was like oh for god's sake like this is this is a lot of time and effort um but so yeah so, so that was totally normal but i must admit for me coming to italy that was a strange thing of that because obviously i i'd been living in the uk like i'd lived there all of my life and it was a strange thing and especially for me when i saw men doing the two kisses like i was a bit like whoa like i did i kind of thought that was like something you just saw on like old mafia films i didn't think it was like a, a real thing but um but it is and i must admit i i love it now i, I i'm very touchy feely now <laughs> It kind of gives a warm is, feeling, I guess. Yeah, it? it is. And as well, it's not even really a kiss. It's kind of like your cheeks touch and then you kind of just kiss the air and make the kiss noise, really. Um, so, so yeah. But like I said, with Corona, everything's changed. And I, I quite enjoy the kind of fist pump now. So just like this, you see someone and just give them one of them. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of the elbow thing. I, I know it's probably no. safer, but it just yeah. seems a bit... I agree. Lame. I don't. I don't know how else to say it. But. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. The, the elbow pump. Yeah, I don't like that. The, the fist pump, I think, is much, is much nicer. Yeah, I mean, if you're really concerned, fist pump and then sanitize. I, I exactly. Feel like that, that's cooler than elbow. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, so you mentioned um, kissing someone's ear. Maybe like, have you had any other awkward, embarrassing? situations when it comes to greeting i don't know when you first moved there or anything like that um yeah because um so here as well I, I, it's a strange thing because so like, i live like in palermo like so the capital of sicily and only in this part of sicily sometimes they only do one kiss and i've noticed it depends what side they come if they come like this side then it will be you're going for two but if you if like you're all in a difficult position you're this side then it would only be one this is kind of what i've noticed but obviously i wasn't so familiar with this sometimes so and i sort of went for the two kisses when i was sort of going for the next one the other person was already talking to someone else <laughs> and there i am sort of like going for the next kiss and and then then you have the awkward moment where they sort of turn to you and say oh no we're just doing one and you're kind of like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. And like head down, like <laughs> I want to die kind of thing. <laughs> That's so weird. It's like all these unspoken rules that yeah. you have to learn in a culture. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it works the opposite way too. Like I didn't really realize this, but I heard that people in Japan are not very touchy. Mm. Like they don't, again, it's a generalization. I heard that they don't like to be hugged right. uh, by people they don't know that well. And I think in the UK, it's a you know kind of 50-50. I feel like there's maybe some American influence. I don't know. Mm. But some people can be quite huggy here when they say hello and goodbye. But, you know, when I yeah. would meet people in Japan, I would, like, often hug them goodbye. And I could feel their awkwardness. Like, you could feel them just saying, like, don't touch me. Yeah, they're kind of, like, me. stiffen up. Like, <laughs> what's going on? What's happening? I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. Like, <laughs> it's just a habit, but... Yeah. yeah um yeah and and again so when i was working at an english school here i often saw people new teachers arriving from the uk and were very much like that because yeah maybe sicilians are quite touchy-feely and some of like my colleagues who had come straight from the uk were all, all a bit like oh no like um 
don't touch me kind of thing but uh but yeah like i said I, i've kind of just grown used to it now and i think when i go home i'm a bit too touchy-feely with my friends and they're all like get off me stop touching me sending the wrong messages maybe yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, I thought this could be fun to talk about like embarrassing stuff for a bit mm-hmm. today um more generally if i ask like, what's your most embarrassed you know maybe not the most but what, what's a really embarrassing moment that you've had in the past um, yeah does anything come to mind oh yeah immediately uh, <laughs> i i actually uh well i th- i thought about this but then it, immediately after like two seconds um a story came to mind which it's kind of a old but gold kind of thing so i've, I've mentioned this a few times um on on my podcast i think i have a whole um post about it, which i did um when i started the podcast so this was this was about seven years ago and it was like saturday afternoon went out for a few drinks um with a friend saturday afternoon a bit tipsy then we got like a bit a bit peckish so like a, a little bit hungry and went to a, a, a nice italian restaurant actually although this was in in the uk i think it was actually about a week or two before i moved to sicily actually and we went to a, a restaurant called um well, i suppose the english pronunciation would be olio's which is important for the the rest of the story so had like a lovely meal sitting outside which was rare obviously what well, is rare in the uk um and we kind of thought you know let why stop now let's let's keep going we'd already had some pasta and they thought right okay let's let's get some more food ask the waiter for the menu he said like yeah one minute and then 10 minutes passed nothing asked again one minute and about 20 minutes passed and then my friend said to me they've forgotten about us Let, let's just go and normally I, I i was a bit shocked and normally obviously i would say no that's absolutely no but i think that the alcohol inside of me said no this is a good idea um so we we just got up and then casually walked away obviously without pain which i'm, so I'm not particularly proud of this but um then continued the night didn't obviously we, we were still thinking about it a bit but you know drunken night out carried on then the next day my friend called me and said look i think we should go back and pay and i, I was a bit like Phew. i mean i agree we should but we're going to look really stupid this is going to be a really <laughs> awkward situation so i just said look, look, let's just forget about it um so then carried on with my life so that that was a saturday and then a few days later on a tuesday i i was at work and i got i got a phone call from a girl that i hadn't spoken to in a few years and i thought you know this is strange why is she calling me at like 4 p.m on a tuesday and so obviously i said hello and she just went straight didn't say hello how are you or anything like that she said to me did you go to olio's on saturday night and at this point like my heart sank and i was like uh yeah yeah i think i think i went there I, I can't really remember why and she said because your picture is on facebook the the restaurant have take got a picture from the cctv footage <laughs> put it on their page and said do you know these two people they went away without paying oh, and no. i almost kind of didn't really believe it was true and then i went i went on facebook i remember perfectly looking on my work computer and saw it saw this post and i, I just remember like, i was on the phone i was just numb i was like uh, 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 
and I looked and it had been shared like over a hundred times and people <laughs> oh, were just sharing it and sharing it and so I read some of the comments and they were unreal they were saying like what scum so like that's a very strong word in English to say like a terrible person so like hung up the phone got on the train to go back to like the town where I'm from and even when I was on the train people were looking at their phones and I was thinking that they might be looking at this post like looking at a picture of me so like went back there basically just got on my knees and begged for forgiveness because I, I think if there's one thing I am good at it's apologizing as well as one of my strengths I think um and so luckily kind of like managed to resolve the situation they were actually all right about it and he actually said let's take another picture and put this on and say everything's oh, wow. okay but I was like please look no more pictures and can we just delete that post because my mum's on Facebook and <laughs> and she's going to see this uh, and unfortunately it was too late and my mum did see it all of my friends and family um, and so yeah so the the one time I did something criminal let's say I it felt like I was on America's most wanted list um, and so yeah an extremely extremely embarrassing situation for me because like i said I'm, I'm from that town so so many people saw that and so many people probably i don't even speak to anymore saw that and must have just thought what a terrible human being um, which i mean essentially is true it's a terrible thing to do um but yeah i think i think one time in my life i should be given some leeway to say like let's let's let him off this time yeah that's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see it going there, but I think that's everyone's worst nightmare. Like to have have their kind of moment of what would you call it? A lapse shame. of judgment. Moment of yeah. shame yeah. publicized and, and yeah. Oh my god. On Facebook. Yeah. And uh, in fact, because like I said, it was like a couple of weeks before I was going to Sicily, I called my friend and said, Look, this is a situation, what are we gonna do? And uh, my friend's got like a really important job at a bank, like and he said, well, you go and sort it out because you're leaving soon anyway. So basically, I had to leave the country because of this. <laughs> I'm like a fugitive. That's, that's, that's why you're in Sicily. Then. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, though, because honestly, if I had if I had seen that photo and the post, I probably would have. I wouldn't have commented, of course, but I would have thought mm. like, oh, terrible people. Yeah, you know? I agree. But, I agree. So I, mean, I, I would have I would have as well. 100%. Hearing your side of the story kind of gives me a bit more empathy and i kind of maybe you know i'm not it's not a good thing but it's, <laughs> I, I kind of see how it happened and yeah exactly you know, so it's kind of maybe in the future if i see that i might think yeah maybe there's some reason behind it yeah. maybe i shouldn't be too quick to judge you know? and and they did honestly like we asked maybe even more than two times and had to wait so long and i remember again when i spoke to my friend and told him he said well tell them it was their fault because we had to wait like 30 minutes and I was like look we need to resolve this situation I don't <laughs> want to get into an argument and make this anything worse so that's not the tactic I'm going for I'm going for the tactic of apologizing a lot mm. um, and and luckily it worked and I said like they were they were okay with this and the thing is that is a really nice restaurant and it's still still there and so I, I don't know about a year or so when I was at home ago um some of my friends were going there and they said, do you want to come? And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> I, I never, 
I mean, I don't know if they would recognize me, but I would. I don't even want to risk it, even if there's like a one percent risk. I, you know, even when I walk past there, I kind of walk past and put my head sort of like cover my face, kind of thing. It's it's a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. I I think alcohol is often the cause behind a lot of these embarrassing stories. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I was Uh, trying to think of some to share because obviously i knew we were speaking about it and i think a lot of them have either been forgotten due to alcohol or just mm. blocked from my memory because it's too traumatic but... <laughs> yeah what, what i actually do for the podcast now is um actually make notes well i, I just write like a small um just like a, a quick note to myself so for example um let's see what um i've got now okay so just for small things because nothing interesting happens to anyone really does it we all live boring lives in some ways and and i'm no different um but i mean yeah just looking at this i always just so i've got something to talk about on the podcast i i'm i've just wrote down how um i got an email from someone recently asking if i would participate in a seminar and so so i said uh yeah i can i'm happy to do that sounds good and they said to me, oh, it's going to be every Saturday and Sunday for all of December. And I was like, well, that's a bit much. Like, <laughs> um, can we not just do one day? And then they responded and said, yeah, sure. Are you free on the 25th of December? <laughs> that's Christmas Day. Where are they from? Um, yeah, I, th- I think it was from Indonesia. But still, that, I mean, they obviously know that I'm in Europe and stuff. And I was a bit like... Like, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure of my exact plans yet for the 25th of December, but I'm pretty sure I'm, I don't want to be doing a seminar about teaching <laughs> English because it's Christmas Day. So I constantly write about these stupid things that happen constantly in my life. But like you said, because if you don't kind of make a note of them, you just you just forget about them because it it's just these small stupid things that mm-hmm. happen. But um, for for the podcast mainly, I. I always just write stuff down just so uh, just so I can share some of the things on the podcast and, and make these uneventful things actually quite interesting because they're, they're the type of things, again, that do happen to everyone um, on, on a daily basis. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I think the ones mm. that do stand out are maybe the more like traumatic ones. Like, I think your one was a good example. Yeah, that's not story. something that happens to me on a daily basis. Yeah, where the, <laughs> but But lots of other stuff on the podcast is just general stuff that happens on a daily basis yeah what one that i remember i think probably a lot of people have had this where after a night out you get the train home because you know i <laughs> I, can, I can probably actually even guess where this is going but yeah yeah tell it, me, it's yeah. already <laughs> obvious isn't it because you know I, I i'm from a small town which didn't have any clubs so we had to get the mm. train to the nearest city okay and they would often do trains the first train would be like five o'clock in the morning so we'd stay up until five get the train home and, you know, of course, I fell asleep on the train. <laughs> so like, I was trying to keep myself awake. I sat on the floor because I didn't right. want to get too comfy on the seat. Yeah. I, I knew that would keep me awake. I should have just stood up, right? But um, That's what I do, actually. When I, when I get the train back from London to Essex, I stand up. Um, or another tactic yeah. is hold my phone and set an alarm for like 20 minutes. And I hold oh. it and I put it as vibrate as well yeah. that's a good idea yeah set an alarm for before you, you'll stop that's a good one yeah, yeah. Um, but i didn't do this and i fell asleep and I, I woke up like a few stops past my town um you know it's still dark five in the morning or something and 
the staff they they had seen my ticket so they knew where i was supposed to get off and when they realized i was still there they were just like laughing at me or the train staff and i was to make it worse it was i think it was halloween actually and i was in like some kind of fancy dress so i, I just looked ridiculous Dressed up as a monster so, zombie or something yeah um so I, I had to like get off the train and when i got back on the train it was some of the staff were the same i don't know quite how it worked if they like got off and got back on the train at the next stop but one of the staff members was the same and they were laughing at me because I was going back and she was explaining to the other staff like don't give him a ticket because you know he missed his stop and right yeah people you know starting to go to work at this point because I had to wait at the station for a while and it's just so embarrassing when everyone's like getting up going to work and you're like a zombie (laughs) trying to get home (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it would be embarrassing anyway, because I think you can always tell when someone's been out since the night before, even just looking at them. But yeah, dressed as a zombie probably uh, didn't help matters. (laughs) But uh, you you were lucky in some ways. Luckily, this oh, it has happened to me, but not so bad. Only like the next stop and I then come home. But some of my friends have woken up like miles away. And then (laughs) for the last train, then there are no trains back. So they've had to either like sleep at the train station or like, get a hotel and then pay lots of money for the train the next day um so you were lucky that you were it was already the morning so you could mm. actually then come back that's true I, I did have one night where i missed the train and i had to sleep in the stairwell of a multi-story car park sure but that five. was comfortable that yeah. was horrible it's <laughs> coldest night of my life but yeah i think i was like 18 so you know don't judge me anymore exactly <laughs> yeah um yeah i wonder if we could relate it to language learning as well so mm. I often ask people the question if they've had any embarrassing language learning mm. experiences because I think it's fun to make light of it and of course, to laugh yeah, at the mistakes. Yeah. So I know you're you're learning Italian. I don't know what level yeah, you I mean, are. I don't know my, my Italian is a, a good level. So my, my wife is Italian. I speak to her in mm. Italian every day. I speak to her family. I mean, I haven't got any real problems. But I mean, like anyone, I make mistakes. So um, I obviously still still learning. But um, but yeah, in fact, this one a very embarrassing thing happened to me fairly recently i think it was i think it was this year um and i was buying some bread at the bakery which is pretty much like under our house and there's like a specific name for every type of bread there's like a million different types of bread there and each one's got a specific name and this one type of bread is called a spiga and um every time i go there I mean, that's always like the one that i buy as well and every time I always go there, I always think that does sound like another word, which is figa, which is like vagina, basically. And every time I always thought like, oh, like don't don't say figa, don't say figa. <laughs> and like every time I've ever been in there. And then once I must have just uh, I was just sort of daydreaming. And then they said, what do you want? And then I just said, like, oh, like a figa. So like I basically just said oh, a vagina. <laughs> and then the place just erupted um with laughter and yeah i I felt like an absolute idiot i mean they obviously know that they know me because i go there regularly and they know i'm not italian but um i I always think this is a interesting thing as as a language learner a word that sounds similar to another word in your mind you think those words are similar but when you're Yeah, yeah, yeah when you speak the language like people have done this to me a few times in english got words confused with another word which sounds like a word um I, I can't think of an example at the moment but when they say the incorrect word 
I really have no idea what they mean. Like I, I don't make the connection of like, oh, that sounds like this, so they must mean this. Mm-hmm. Because if it if it's got a completely different meaning, for example, vagina and bread, like the the meanings are very different. Um, I don't think you make that connection immediately to think, oh, that he probably wanted to say, for example, in this case, I would probably want to say speaker. That they just, it's just like, why they, does he? They want... had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, they were just like, why, what? Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, that that was um, extremely embarrassing because, like I said, it was in my mind, like, don't say it, don't say it, because I think when you do that, if I say, for example, don't think of an elephant, like the first thing you're going to think of is an elephant kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I, I had this in my mind for so long. And then one day, yeah, I fell for it and it went badly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a really interesting point. I, I guess it's because as a native speaker, you think more about the meaning of the word. And mm, when you're learning, exactly. you focus more on the sound. Yeah, so there's that uh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. It happened just last week. My partner, who isn't English, she she was talking about my dead bugs. Mm. She won't well, like me for saying this, but do you know, do you know what that could be? Dead bugs? um maybe bed bugs i'm i'm trying to think what what did she mean talk about the hairstyle i used to have because believe it or not i'm bold now when i was in my early 20s i had long hair and it was Mm. dreadlocks right and she and she wanted to say dreadlocks yeah and she thought it was dead bugs yeah yeah Um, and i I didn't quite get it but yeah it's just the sound it's going to sound similar doesn't it yeah, exactly. But yeah, as, as a native speaker, you don't make that connection. Um, like, for example, if someone, if someone makes a mistake with the verb or something, so th- then you will obviously know what they want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's a, a completely different word, maybe that sounds similar, you, you're kind of like, well, what, what do you mean? Yeah. Um, and um, I, again, a similar kind of thing. This was, this was quite early on in my uh italian learning stage and i said to someone whose brother had just had a baby and i knew this person's mum and i said i wanted to say your mum seems happy which is um felice and i remember specifically even in my book of words felice was next to facile which is easy and i was like well like your mum looks like really easy and uh which in italian has got the same meaning in english of like that kind of means like easy to take the bed kind of thing. Easy um, to take back home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> which which wasn't obviously what I what I wanted to say. So yeah, I had a similar thing then of like the word which was similar to me, but to them they were just like, like what? Like what? What are you talking about? Were, were they saying? offended or did they assume no, you meant no. something else? I mean, because I mean, at that point, especially my Italian was not very good at all. So um, they obviously knew what whatever it was I wanted to say. It wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. So, and, um, but yeah, like you said, it's, it's good to sort of make light of them and, um, and enjoy them. And again, that that's why I share these things on the podcast, just to show that um, these things happen. One other thing that I, I often show as well when I'm on other people's podcasts and stuff is this here, where you can see there's actually a grammatical error because there should be two apostrophes mm. here. Um, I, I see that a lot though i see one a lot i guess it's not right well th- that's what i thought i think yeah but it, it's not obviously correct and I, I i mean i say i'm so stupid but even on my logo there's only one so i'm the only learning english channel with a grammatical mistake in the title <laughs> of the name um and honestly uh, maybe even a year had passed and then some i just hadn't even thought about it. and then someone wrote me like a really offensive 
comment mm. and it was like there should be another apostrophe and and I was like, oh my god yeah but then I, I kind of I just leave that now and I, I like to even talk about it because to show people you know mistakes happen yeah. like I think no one really minds yeah yeah exactly I mean this guy minded a lot but uh, <laughs> generally yeah. I don't think people are so bothered about apostrophes I think yeah. f- for those who can't see by the because I think most people listen to the audio version so behind you you've got your your you know your title rock and roll yeah but rather than and roll it's just the n letter n yeah and i think like fish and chips right usually we would have an apostrophe either side kind Mm. of to signal that we've got the a and the d missing yeah exactly um Um, but yeah often i see even fish and chips only one apostrophe so yeah which which is why yeah not correct because the the apostrophe is supposed to like where where there's a missing letter um and obviously there are two missing letters because it's rock and roll and i've only got one apostrophe um yeah i never noticed i I suppose it it looks almost like if you have two it looks like almost like a quote like yeah also what i thought i think it 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 just look it it looks better i think visually to have one but not grammatically correct which is annoying but like i said it would be easy to change that but i now decide not to just to show that everybody makes including native speakers this is some, something else i t- try to talk about a lot that so not just us in english but everyone whatever your language is I, I guarantee that you make mistakes because when you're speaking generally obviously it's not a case of actually not knowing but when you're speaking you're changing idea and you say things and then things just come out sometimes when i in fact listen back to the podcast so um either i make a mistake or my friends make a mistake and i think oh god sometimes when i'm like writing the transcript i think oh that's awful <laughs> uh, i sometimes I, I mention it but um it's, it's just an, an, a natural thing but i think when it's a foreign language and I, I include myself in this we're much more harsh on ourselves for making mistakes you kind of think oh yeah, like sometimes yeah. you say something you say, oh god why did i say that i know it's like that but in reality, it actually happens in your native language as well. So you shouldn't really be so harsh on yourself in a foreign language. Yeah, I totally agree. I think a lot of people have almost, I would say it's a misconception that maybe it's just from too many textbooks and grammar mm. lessons that we should sound like a robot, like perfect. Yeah, Because I, I, I get messages pretty or comments pretty much every day saying, Michael, you said this wrong. You didn't pronounce mm. the TH here properly and yeah, things yeah. like that. And um it's just like there's many ways to say different things. You yeah, know? I, 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 just, I just said now there there is many ways. Mm. Should be there. Yeah, there are course. many ways, right? Yeah. It, common things like that we always kind of change. Yeah. And I, I think that's just natural language, really, isn't it? Language isn't about being perfect. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and another example that comes to my head, and this was was a friend of mine who was an English teacher, and I I I told him so. I said um, I've I've bought a tent. And that that was going to be my phrase. Like, obviously, use the present perfect. Now I've bought a tent. but And then, I don't know why, just obviously in that second, I wanted to tell him when. And I said, I've bought a tent last week. <laughs> and he was like, I've bought a tent last week? Like, what what's that? But um, that's just a perfect example of, like, the th- ideas in your mind changing and then something coming out of your mouth, which isn't actually correct. Um, but because that was obviously my native language i didn't feel so stupid but when i make a mistake in italian i often then think oh i'm so stupid but we do that in our native languages as well 
yeah it's just as we said before maybe different kinds of mistakes like yeah, maybe yeah. an italian wouldn't confuse the bread and you know <laughs> yeah and the vagina yeah <laughs> i i wanted to talk about we don't have too much time but maybe two words that i think two concepts that might be interesting and ask mm-hmm. you about them so the first one is related to the word vicarious mm. so do you know what i mean by vicarious embarrassment um, I actually had to look up that word. I often <laughs> say on the podcast how any word with more than two syllables, basically, I don't know. That's about <laughs> as far as my vocabulary goes. Um, so I had to look up that word. So like when you can feel someone else's embarrassment. Yeah, I think very often we have the phrase, I, I'm going to live vicariously through mm. you. I mm. hear that a lot, which is like, I can't have fun, but I'm going to enjoy the fact that you're having fun. Yeah. So, so yeah, vicarious embarrassment yeah someone else does something embarrassing and you feel such strong empathy that you are embarrassed as well because of Mm -hmm. what they did yeah um well so when when you uh mentioned that the the first thing that came to my mind is so uh, again with close friends this is um is more of the enjoyment of when something bad happens to friends of seeing them suffer And, and and as obviously i'm talking about stupid things here like if something serious has happened to a friend, then I don't take enjoyment from that. But if it's a, a trivial thing, then of course um, I, I love to see uh, my, my friends um, suffer. Um, well, a friend of mine who is often on the podcast, actually, um, we, we spoke about this on one episode, when it was his stag do, so that, which is the party before you get married, and we went to Cambridge and we were like going down the the canals in like some boats that we'd that we'd rented um and he thought it was really funny after being in the pub for um a few hours to to jump between the boats and um obviously I think you can see where this is going and (laughs) fell and then was like holding on to like a rope of the boat um and yeah, I mean, everyone that was there was enjoying this a lot. <laughs> and I I was actually suggesting let's just go back to where we had to go, which was about half hour away on the boat and just pull him along. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, luckily, I suppose, the, um, he, he was allowed to then to, to get back. Like we had to like go to the shore and he had to like get back. Um, but yeah, so things like that, yeah, I, I take uh, generally enjoyment from more, oh. more than anything else. So, so actually, what you said is the opposite. So, I would say vicarious Im- Im- vicarious embarrassment is when you feel embarrassed, like the same feeling yeah, exactly. as someone else. But yours the is the opposite. You felt good about it. Yeah, of course. Do, do you, I can I can test you now. Do you know what that would be called? There's like a term for that, which is actually a German word, but it's kind of becoming more popular in English. If it's got more than two syllables, then definitely <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'm going to check because the pronunciation is difficult. It's like schadenfreude. Have you heard of that? And absolutely. No, that's an English word that exists in English. It's. I'm not sure if it's in a dictionary, but right. it's a German word. But I Actually, hear it used in English a lot these days. No, you, you know what? I have heard of this now. I can't remember when. I'm not just saying this to like say, oh, yeah, no, I, d- I did know. <laughs> Avoid but, embarrassment. <laughs> no, but it just it rings a bell certainly not something that i would i would use but um but yes you're right i I have heard of this and i remember seeing that quite recently it must have been i remember thinking 
we really need that in English because um, that's something, a, a feeling that I have a lot. Yeah, it's a concept that just exists everywhere, but we don't have a word for it in English. Mm. So I guess I guess that's why we use it. So like I was trying to think of examples. I couldn't think of any from my real life, my friends, but like I, I think we all love this. Like we all w- love watching these videos. I saw I saw one video. I think it was like an eating competition or a drinking competition or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know really. if you've seen this. And really weird that they had like a pit below the stage where the contestants were filled with rubbish and mostly vomit so when people <laughs> would drink i don't know if, i don't know if it was it might have been alcohol when they, when they drank too much they would vomit one man yeah. kind of like gave up like no i can't do anymore and as he was walking off he fell into the vomit pit <laughs> and probably it was the worst day of his life <laughs> everyone was laughing at him and i i really had this feeling of schadenfreude like <laughs> i i felt like a horrible person but i kind of felt like happy that he fell of course otherwise you know what what's the video of you just seeing yeah. someone then just like walking off um but but yeah no, yeah i i love these <laughs> moments and again obviously assuming everything's fine for example when my friend fell in to this canal mm. i mean he hurt his leg a little bit he had a bit of a scratch on his leg but nothing like if if he had ended up in hospital then obviously i wouldn't have been laughing then that that would have been a different situation yeah, there's a limit. Um, yeah, of course. But <laughs> when when it's just th- these these type of things, then but this is what I always think. I enjoy laughing at them. And in a way, I enjoy it when they laugh at me for these things as well. It's mm. all part all part of the game. That's a good point. I think laughing eases the tension, right? Like oh, if, you, if you said vagina in the bakery and then people just went like, yeah, like, like they kind of looked really disappointed. I think yeah. that would have made it worse because like, please, someone laugh, you know, ease yeah. the tension. Um, I agree. And I always think laughing at yourself and making, saying what everyone else is thinking helps. So I'll give you an example. I remember probably the last competitive game of football I played. Um, I was, uh, it was probably just before I came to Sicily, actually. I was about 28 and a friend asked me to play for his football team and that they were all very large men and I'm the complete opposite. I'm quite short, skinny. So the the shirts they had were all like double XL. So, so, so I was the new person there already. That that can be quite embarrassing in the changing room. They threw me a shirt, and I, I put it on. And obviously, it was like you know, like when you're like five years old and you like you wear you like your dad's shirt, and it looked like that. And then it was kind of like silence because n- no one really knew me. But then I thought like you know I need to say something here. So I jokingly said. I like, have you got a bigger size? I, I think I could do something <laughs> a bit bigger here. And that immediately then everyone then laughed because I was obviously laughing at myself. Whilst otherwise it was like an awkward moment of everyone like, oh God, did you see how stupid that, like how he looked in that shirt? So uh, yeah. I always think it's better to laugh at yourself than get, and then other people laughing at you kind of thing. So do, it's, it's almost like you gave them first. permission to laugh, yeah, isn't it? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so, so yeah, that, that, that's what I try to do. Hmm. Maybe one final question, because I think I think a lot of people that listen are interested in British culture. I don't know mm-hmm. when the last time you visited was. Uh, quite in August, so quite recently, okay. a couple, a few months ago. Yeah. So you haven't forgotten our ways yet. <laughs> no, not not totally. Although I, I have definitely become Italianized. Um, there are some things now which um, I, I kind of think, oh, that's strange now. Like in the UK, whilst in 
because I've become Italianized. For example, mm. carpets I find a bit strange now because well, they don't really have them in, in Italy yeah. so much. Um, Good point, yeah. I, can, I kind of feel, just a stupid example. But yeah, I, I still, I've still got enough of knowledge of British culture, I think. Yeah, carpets in the bathroom are the worst. Oh, People that, that, insane that's, have that. that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I still, carpets in the in the bedroom is okay in the UK, but... In like the living room, I kind of feel it's a bit strange now. Yeah, um, I prefer because wood. It, um, yeah, because in, in Italy they look at that of like, oh my god, that's so disgusting that <laughs> British people have carpets and don't have bidets to wash their private parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's something that a lot of the world should adopt. To be honest, but yeah. I agree. Well, the the question was, what do you think is the best way to embarrass a Brit, mm-hmm. a British person? Yeah. Um, so I, I thought about this, and well, I, I think it's it's similar in, in most parts of the world, really, to to embarrass someone. Um, I mean, if you ask them something very private, then obviously that's going to embarrass them. <laughs> I think in the UK, in particular, well, it's difficult to say actually because when I base my knowledge of the world, I base my knowledge on the UK and Italy because these are the two countries that I know about and so I often think oh in the rest of the world they do this but in reality it's only Italy um so I often say oh like in other places and by other places I mean one place because I obviously I haven't got this such worldwide knowledge but I think in the UK in particular I think so again certainly in comparison to Italy people are very sensitive about money so like if you said to someone how much money do you earn in the UK that would be like, oh. I mean, in Italy, it's still, it's not particularly polite, but like it, it's, it's happened to me quite a few times here. Like, I mean, not, I mean, probably like five times, like, but whilst in the UK, that's never happened to me. Like no one would ever dream mm. of doing that because it's such a personal thing, I think, in the UK. What, what do you think? I mean, I would have said that if you didn't. I right. think money's a big one because I get a lot, I mean, obviously I speak to people from all around the world with my work and mm-hmm. people sometimes ask me, like, how much do you get paid? Or, mm-hmm. you, know, what, you know, do you have a lot of money? Depending on where they're from, some cultures yeah. it's more normal. I'm like, whoa, you know, we don't yeah. talk about that. <laughs> um, and yeah. even between my friends, like my best friends. I agree. Yeah. We rarely talk about money. It's, it's kind of, sometimes we'll bring it up, but it's, it, there's a feeling of awkwardness in the air yeah. when we talk about it. No, I totally agree. So yeah, like my best friends who i've known for like 30 years i would never dream of saying like how much money do they earn even when for example they buy a house one of my ha- friends bought a house and um and I, I and i said like oh like do you mind if i ask how much you paid kind of thing like even that it was but like that's like public knowledge i could have looked at that on a website <laughs> but, yeah. uh, uh, but it, even to say that was like a and that was that was only because he's a really really close friend i asked otherwise it's like oh poor house okay um yeah. But yeah even asking how much things cost how much someone paid for like a car is like a considered like a rude thing to do yeah i, I guess it gives you like an indication of m- maybe you're kind of mentally what's the word like arranging them in the hierarchy like oh i'm better than you because i earn more money and it could yeah of, maybe yeah. maybe that's part of it or something you don't want to yeah. do that I I, I like the phrase you said. So I think this is useful for listeners. First of all, maybe avoid topics of money in England, probably many other countries too, but Mm -hmm. in the UK, I think it's a good one. And (laughs) if you want to ask a close friend, what what did you say? 
would you mind if I, if I asked you? Asked, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I think that's a good mm-hmm. way to phrase it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, because otherwise, yeah, it, it just it feels so so wrong. And like I think it's where you you need to know someone well to even ask that yeah. question. I mean, again, you can ask someone in the most polite way possible but if i said to you for example um like would you mind telling me how much money you've got in your bank account <laughs> like there's there's never a good way for that for example yeah uh, but, but yeah so the, i would say the best thing to do in britain is is avoid it I, like i said i think in most parts of the world like in like i said in italy it's similar yeah, probably no, europe it's similar yeah, yeah but but America. still not not as much as in the uk because like i said people have asked me that mm. and I, I was a bit like Phew. like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's funny isn't it but, but yeah good good answer well may, maybe we, we can finish up here but before we do would you like to tell people where they can find out more about you uh yeah sure so uh, my website rockandrollenglish.com and remember that's rock n the letter n roll com and so the social media channels well in fact i only do two because otherwise it becomes a nightmare <laughs> trying to manage all of them which are facebook and instagram so again rock and roll english if you search for that you'll find me and like on all major podcast apps rock and roll english yeah perfect yeah and, and ho- hopefully i don't know if it's out now but they can hear the episode we did together on your podcast too yeah it most probably will be yeah yeah so maybe I don't know. They might be bored of me by now, but you can start with that one and listen to the others as well. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been really fun to chat with you. Thanks for having me. It's been great. To do it again. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Take care. Take care. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast that's levelupenglish.school slash podcast and i'll answer your question on a future episode thanks for listening